Welcome to Podcasts, recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Happy Sunday, everyone. So glad you're here to uh, begin Freedom Month with me. You know, we're using a new book this month, Trust Your Next Step by Kelly Robbins. And I think I want to preface this with an idea of what freedom means, especially in the context of her book. Because it occurs to me there are a couple kinds of freedom, a couple ways of looking at freedom. One, I would say, is the freedom from. If you're in a bad relationship, if you're in a bad job, if you're in a bad situation, oftentimes we want freedom from something. That's not really the freedom we're going to be talking about this month. Now, don't get me wrong. There may need to be circumstances that you do need to get out of. Absolutely. And in fact, you can use some of these tools to help you do that that we're going to be talking about this month. But this month, we're going to focus on freedom for, freedom to, freedom to be your best self, freedom to try new things, the freedom to be and to design your life in perhaps ways that you haven't done before, or maybe ways that you've put on the back burner, ways that you gave up on yourself uh, some time ago. But maybe, just maybe, you're ready to try something new. Uh, Let me read just a little bit from the preface of this book, and I think you'll see what I'm talking about. She says, we exist in a space we know, and often we become comfortable there. Our families, our friends, our acquaintances often reside in similar spaces. This is called our comfort zone. If you continue to push yourself and grow, you will reach what I call the edge. The edge is the very end of our comfort zone. People typically freeze at the edge. They don't step past it, sometimes ignoringly, sometimes not. Often, out of pure, unadulterated fear, we stop. Our unconscious mind, which is designed to protect us at all costs, doesn't want us to be afraid, and so it comes up with logical next steps to help us avoid the uncomfortable position we are in. When you reach the edge, most people will take a step sideways or a step backwards. Who here is pretty comfortable in their own lives? Yeah, I think most of the people who come here on Sunday would be hard-pressed to say that their lives are uh, miserable. I think most of us find a rough balance in our lives. Our lives are, are pretty darn good by anyone's measurement. We're, we're comfortable in our homes and living situations for the most part. We have a reasonable level of comfort with the money that's coming in. Not always, but for the most part, our friends and our families and our living situation is relatively comfortable. What if I were to tell you, though, that good is the enemy of excellent. Good enough is the enemy of excellent. And so what we're going to be talking about this month, we'll press a few buttons. What I'm going to be talking about this month will be inviting you to go beyond your comfort zone. Not in any way uh, do I wish anyone to experience discomfort or unease, 
But my thought is, unless we're willing to experiment at least with a little bit of that, we're not going to grow. If you think about all of the amazing growth that's taken place uh, either personally in your own lives or, or on the planet, it always went with some discomfort. It always went with people trying new things. It always went with you perhaps experimenting in a new area of your life. And because of that, of course, we're faced with the unknown. We're faced with something that we haven't tried before. We're faced with the idea of a different way of being. And as Kelly Robbins points out, our ego often doesn't like that. Our ego will push back. Our ego likes to keep us safe. Even, even if our safety is less than what we could be, our ego will tend to have us make decisions to keep things just exactly the way they are. So this month we're going to explore that. Now I have, I have good news. Uh, I think most of you are like, oh, this is already feeling a little uncomfortable. What's he going to ask me to do? What I love about... Um, Kelly Robbins, is that it really is a very simple program for moving beyond your comfort zone in a way that is easy to do, will produce lasting results, and does not push your buttons. It, it, it allows you to fundamentally be you in this process. I think where I want to start next, though, is a joke. So at the foot of a mountain high in the Tibetan wilderness, an American hiker has been lost for many hours on his way to a lamasery where he hopes uh, to study with one of the lamas. Trails crisscross the woods. A fast-moving river winds through the territory. Lost. Well, at one point, the hiker sees a Buddhist monk across the raging river on a trail on the other side. No bridges, no boat. No place to get across. He shouts out to the monk on the opposite bank, How do I get to the other side? And the Buddhist shouts back, You are on the other side. <laughs> I know, you saw that one coming. The idea, of course, though, is there isn't a magic recipe for this. There isn't just a, a single stream that you need to ford. There isn't just some pre-programmed way that you can find your excellence. There isn't any one person other than you, in fact, that even knows what your excellent is. We all have a, a life filled with potential and possibilities, and for us as individuals, only we know what it is. If we try to follow someone else's path, we're living their lives. If we try to follow a recipe out of a book or someone we admire on TV, it's not that we might not make some progress in that area, but ultimately, it's their life we're emulating and not ours. So this month, we're going to learn how to become our personal bests. This month, we're going to be working on our idea of what success is. This month, the things that we want to change about ourselves are going to be our focus, not what we should do, not what someone who's like me should do. It truly is the inner work just for you. And the good news, four simple steps. Let me describe them. The first step is simply awareness. She says that without awareness, nothing changes. It makes sense, doesn't it? If we're not even aware that our lives could be different, if we're not even aware of what some of the possibilities are, it's very unlikely that we're going to see a change. So the first thing that we need to be willing to do 
is to heighten our awareness of the possibility. And of course, in the science of mind, we have lots of tools to help you with that, right? Visioning, journaling, uh, doing treasure maps, the idea really of allowing your imagination and your intuition to plunge ahead and see yourself perhaps quite differently in five years' time. In fact, that might be some of the questions you'd want to ask. If I was truly my authentic self, if I was truly moving way beyond where I am today into some new vision of myself, what would that be like? Who would I be? How would I be different? What would life be different like? And again, try to think beyond what's good enough. We're we're already there, right? Most of us already have our lives in that position of good enough. So allow yourselves to go a little further afield. Is there something you've wanted to do all of your life, but somehow never had the money or the resources or the time or the wherewithal to do it? Is there something that you've wanted to try that maybe you've just put it off since an early age? Maybe you want to go back to school and finish a degree. Maybe you want to try some new hobby or new job that that has always intrigued you, but you've never had the time or wherewithal to do it. This, This is the time to put that in your imagination. This is the time to begin becoming more aware of the possibilities in your own life. One of the things that that can help you, you know, last month we talked about some of the qualities of God, some of those templates of perfection. And so if you get stuck, you can ask yourself literally those, those qualities of God. Like five years from now, how could I be significantly more loving? Five years from now, how can I be significantly more abundant? Do you see how this could work? How five years in a could peace and equanimity be a fundamental part of my life? So if you do get stuck, I suggest you use some of those qualities of God that we learned about last month from our reading of Ernest Holmes. It's a, it's a great tip. But the idea here is... No holds barred. Well, in fact, who here in a business situation has, has done the idea of brainstorming? Is everyone a little bit familiar with that? You throw out a million different ideas. You don't edit them. You don't say, oh, that one's not going to work, and that one's silly, and that one's stupid, and I've tried that one before. Instead, it's fair game for everything. And here's a great uh, journaling exercise. Picture yourself out five or ten years from now in full glory. It's like Larry version two. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like pull out the stops, and what would that be like? And just write it all down. And don't worry about the how, just have a sense of the what. Who could you be with unlimited potential? Okay, that's the awareness step, being aware of your possibilities for growth. The second step is called intention. And this one, although it's easy, it also implies making a commitment. Without intention, we never get started. Without intention, our dream is actually just a dream, right? I remember in fifth grade, I was sent home with a note uh, for my mom, and I was... uh I opened the note and mom said, oh, so you've been daydreaming in class. (laughs) And I don't know if it was a boring class or what, but of course the teacher was right. I'd been staring out the window. And my fear is that sometimes when we have our great ideas, that's what they are, that they're a daydream. Not something that we're really committed to, not something maybe that we even see ourselves accomplishing, 
but more just like, wouldn't that be nice if, wouldn't it be just swell if I could retire early? Wouldn't it be great if we had a plan for our children to to go to college or, or whatever it might be? Wonderful things, but not a real intention of getting them. So that's the next step. First, we have to have awareness of what it is that we wish to achieve, what we wish to become. Then the idea of intention. This is for me. I'm committed to this. I'm willing to, to put my teeth into this and move forward. And that one, that's as difficult as it is, but it's supremely necessary. You have to really picture yourself being committed to this. The third step is beginning to make decisions. How many decisions do you think you already made just to get here today? I bet you'd be totally surprised. I bet it's hundreds, maybe thousands, right? This morning for me, my first decision was, should I hit the snooze bar? <laughs> right? I mean, every little thing we do involves a decision, literally. Even some of the things that are habits are still decision habits. What side of the bed do you get out on? Do you make coffee first or you take your shower first? Which route do you take to the church? Who's going to drive today? Thousands and thousands of little decisions, probably upwards of 90% of them, you do without really thinking much about it. It's, it's pretty much automatic. Well, this program is, first of all, going to ask you to start thinking more about your decisions, to make them consciously. And then the second piece of it, which I think is kind of fun if you get in the habit of it, at first it sounds onerous. At first it sounds like, oh my gosh, every decision I make, I'm going to pass it through the idea of my future self. It sounds like a lot of work. But once you get used to it, it's actually kind of a pleasant exercise. You get to say to yourself, well, if I did this thing or if I didn't do this thing, would it take me a step closer to my future goal or would it actually be a step backwards or would it be a sideways step? So it's no harder than that. But the idea is we need to make sure that we are making decisions throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the year that will take us closer to our goals. Now notice here, there's no pre-planning. You don't have to map out the next five years of your life on how you're going to get to that fabulous place that you want to be. It's like, phew, I don't have to figure it out, right? Phew. Instead, it's simply the decisions that I'm making today, will it carry me closer to that goal or will it take me further away or is it neutral? Well, if it's for, let's put some energy into it. And if it's against, let's really reconsider that decision. Am I sure that I want to do that? Now, occasionally you'll still get the same answer and that's okay. Occasionally you will back up a step or two. No big deal. Don't beat yourself up with it. But oh my gosh, day in and day out, there should be progress based on your decisions that do move you closer to your goals, closer to that vision of how you would like to see yourself in the future, closer to health and happiness, closer to abundance and joy, whatever that vision was. And, and it's your vision, not mine, not some other person's vision. Ideally, we will see you moving forward. You will see yourself moving forward.
And of course, the more times we pass the decision through that evaluation, the more chances you have for making progress. So again, if, if we're going 90% unconscious on our decisions, unfortunately, 90% of the times we could have made some progress, maybe we just let it fall by the wayside. No big deal. But if you can up that 10% and be more intentional in your decision-making processes, you will make further and quicker progress towards your goal. Okay, so we've covered awareness, intention, decision-making, and the last one is to take action. Now, one of the things that we teach uh, practitioners in particular in Prac 1 is the idea we treat and we move our feet. Let me, let me explain what that means. So when we say we treat, it means we pray about it. We, we do a science of mind five-step treatment. We, we anchor what it is we want to see in prayer, but then we move our feet. We recognize that God gets God's work done through us. And in our lives, God gets most of God's work done through us. Not that we won't have helpers, not that there won't be friends and family to, to kind of cheer us on, but our own path towards freedom, we get to do most of the effort in it. And so simply this fourth step of Kelly's is begin taking inspired actions towards your goal. And in fact, she says, much in the same way that you schedule other actions in your life, you could even schedule these things. Let me give you some examples. So, so everyone here probably schedules things like haircuts, appointments at the doctor. We schedule our work life. We schedule meeting our friends. Are we sure that there's room in our schedule for progressing in our spiritual goals and our long-term goals for our own lives. You see, if we don't make time for it, if it doesn't literally isn't in our schedule, how likely are we going to make progress in that way? And so her suggestion, and I think it's a marvelous one, is in the same way you make room for so much time and effort in your life to go outward into other things, what if one day a week you actually had it be to work on some of your personal goals? What if, what if it's only an hour a day? You know, even, even incrementally just diverting 10 or 5% of your time towards your ultimate goals of who and what you want to show up, that will make a huge difference. The other thing that I want to talk about today, because some of us are maybe uneasy with this idea of, well, I'm comfortable enough. Some of us might be a little uneasy with the idea, well, am I really rocking the boat? Am I apt to... Uh, Throw the baby out with the bathwater. I'm trying to think of all my old cliches for why people might not want to change, the fear that goes with change. And, and I would say, maybe we could look at this just a little bit differently. I think of it more as a plateau situation. We've worked for our entire lives right up till now to get to this point. It's absolutely fine to take a rest. I bet if we examined all of the lives in this room, we would see such heroism. 
we would see such triumph, such success. Every one of us has a story of triumph, of success, of great joy, of achievement. Every one of us has gone through tough times, uh, made tough decisions, come out better than ever before. And so we're hanging out here together in this comfort zone on this plateau. And so there is that, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, that hesitancy of moving on, but you're not going to fall off this plateau. You're going to move upwards, don't you see? You don't need to be afraid of losing everything. The plateau is vast. You're, you're safe. It is the launching pad from what comes next. You're not, you're not giving up everything that's precious to you now. You're moving onward. You're adding to it. You're creating more. You're becoming more of. It's, it's not about you becoming different. It's about you becoming even more of who you are in a significant way. And so we really can be brave about this. It's okay to, to find a new trail and, and head on up that mountain. It's okay. The, the, the plateau is still here. If you need to come back and hang out a little bit, you're more than welcome. Nothing bad will happen. This is a safe place, and it can continue to be a safe place. And, and remember, the good is the enemy of great. The good enough is the plateau we're in right now. And I see each person in this room in full-blown greatness, achieving things beyond what you have dreamed of before. Harkening back to a time when all of your horizons were open and you thought you could achieve anything on the planet, that is what I know for you right now. That is possible. So let us review these simple steps. We're going to be reinforcing them next week and adding to them, but they're pretty simple. The first one is simply becoming aware of what you would like to achieve. Simply getting that vision of how you could be, how your life could be a few years out. Number two is setting the intention. This is me. It's for me. I'm willing to commit to it. It's a vision of beauty and comfort and joy and peace that I really can subscribe to, I claim it. The third step is putting it into your decision-making matrix. If I make this decision, if I take this path instead of that path, will it take me closer to or further away that desired outcome. And then, of course, we act accordingly. And it's okay if now and then we take a step back. No worries. But in general, we want that forward progress based on our decision-making. And then last but not least, we take inspired action. Based on those decisions, based on that vision, we find time in our busy lives for newness. We find time in the lives that are already full, but full with the plateau, right? full with the who you are now. We're going to make a little room for who you are becoming. Well, I'm going to close today with a minor discussion of homework. You knew that was coming. Homework, though, I'm going to make it easy. Just the first two of those four steps. So this week, if you'd be willing to simply heighten your awareness of what you think the possibilities for you are in the future, 
Maybe do a bit of journaling around that. Maybe write a bullet list around that. Maybe do some, uh, some contemplation around that so you have a, an idea of where you'd like to be in five years, what that would feel like, uh, how you'd be different, how your life would be different. And then the second part is just making that commitment, setting your intention for it. Then next week we're going to talk some more, have some more uh, information on the the second two pieces and how we can begin incorporating good decision making and taking action in our lives. All right, so let's close with a, a quick quote from the book and a prayer. She goes on to say, imagine that you were at the top of a ski run. Sometimes you can see the bottom, sometimes you can't, You just start moving. Your intention is to get to the bottom of the mountain safely and gloriously. From the top, you can't really see every turn that you need to take. And even if you did plan your route, there are other people on that slope. You may have to adjust your route to get out of trouble. But you make decisions as the different conditions appear. The point is, you start moving. You see your next step and your next step, and the step after that, knowing your end goal is arriving in safety and in glory at the bottom. Start at the top, just where you are. Know you're going to the bottom. Make each decision as you get to it. Let us pray. There is one power, one presence, one life, one love. Only this one thing. And what I know about it is that it is all that there is, all the love, the light, the joy, the peace, all of it, including that which I experience. God's love is mine. God's joy is mine. The, the power, the presence, the uh, abundance that is God is mine to use and to have and to experience. It's simply the way it works. It is God's good gift to each one of us to have the resources, to have the abilities to achieve our goals. And so for this week, I know that we're perhaps more willing to see ourselves in the future, to do possibility thinking, to imagine ourselves in lives uh, perhaps overfilling with abundance or love or joy or peace. And I also know that there's a willingness on our part to make a commitment to that vision, to see in ourselves that ability to have and to be and to do those very things. And so for this, I'm very grateful I see the possibility and the potential in each person. I let it be, and together we say, and so it is. Thank you so much for being here today. So glad you were here. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, 
You can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.